Hey everybody, it is Nick Bradley here. Welcome to Scale Up. Question for you today, should you be focusing on building income or building value in your business? Okay, now some of you might say, oh, it's the same thing. Well, it's not. (laughs) We're going to get into that. And some of you will say, well, income, right? Because my business is a vehicle for me to have freedom, to live life on my terms. And the way that I do that is by making a profit and then I transfer that profit into my income, okay, in different ways that I do that. Now, it's a bit of a trick question because the answer is not one or the other because the reality is you can have both. But there is a very, very important distinction. Income in its own right does not drive all of the value in your business. And I'm going to get into why I say that today, because this is this is one of those paradigm shifts that I think a lot of business owners need to understand fully if they are going to build a business that allows them to have the freedom and the wealth they want. Okay, so I'm going to say this again. Income in its own right is not a driver of value. However, value or a high value business absolutely drives lots and lots and lots of income, certainly potentially has the ability to do that. So when we talk about value, a lot of people think of value in terms of just the profitability of a business. And they talk about it in terms of net profit or EBITDA, and that converts into cash. That cash, that profit can then obviously be used as an income source for the business owner, the founder, the entrepreneur. But the reality of it is, is that it's not as, as simple as that, right? Because there are, there are some elements of value, which are mathematical formulas, which are run off a P&L or a balance sheet. And then there are other determinants of value, which are absolutely in the eye of the beholder and also the range of value in the market. Now, if you step back a step from what I just said there, and I am going to simplify this so everyone gets it. You know, you see businesses sell for multiples, multiple valuations that are just extraordinary. And if you look at the financials of some of those businesses, right, what we call the tangible assets, the things that we can assess financially, we it doesn't make any sense, okay? And then you look at what we call the intangible assets, the brand, the people, I'm going to get into all this in a sec, and there is an assessment that's been done by the acquirer of that value, which has then influenced the multiple. And I wanted to do this today for lots of business owners because I see so many business owners, they're focused on profit and income, cash flow. Absolutely, cash is king. If you don't make money, you don't have a business. But if you're trying to build a high value business, if you're past that stage where you are making money, but you are now trying to increase the value, if not accelerate the value, then you are not going to be able to create an amazing exit for yourself in the future. True story. I looked at a business recently that was doing just over $20 million in revenue and the owner wants to exit. And when I started to unpack all the various things that were happening in that business, it was very clear to me that the business wasn't really valuable at all and therefore it wasn't exitable. And you might say, well, how can a business be making 20 million and not be valuable? Too much reliance on the owner, too much reliance on a couple of customers, 
no real IP protection. Okay, I could go, there was a heap of things actually, I'm not going to go through it all today. The point is that there was a lot of revenue coming in and there was a lot of cash coming off, right? There was a lot of income for the founder. But the way that the business was built, poor foundations, no real strong understanding of the intangible assets meant that the tangible assets were very, very precarious at best. Okay? So what I want to impress on you today is focus on building a high-value business. And if you do that, you will be able to generate the income that you need to take out of the business today. But you will also have a business that is exitable, that is sellable, that is attractive in the future when the the day comes that you need to make that transition. And I've spoken about this a lot recently. We will all have to make that transition at some point. Better to do that when you have increased the value of what you've created, what you've spent your years of your life doing, than just to be focused on your business purely as a cash machine. So the question you should be asking yourself now is, okay, well, firstly, I get it. There isn't really a choice. It's not income or value. It is both. But by focusing on value, I'm going to get income. Okay, that is the point. The question is, how do we do this? Okay, what what exactly are we trying to do? So I want to talk a little bit about how value matures. And then I want to talk a little bit about valuations. And then I want to specifically talk about intangible, tangible assets, because that is where you need to start focusing if you're not already. So a business has effectively a, a maturity index of value. Okay, and there are five stages where the business is growing becoming more valuable and therefore your personal wealth has the ability to also increase in value at the same time. So this is this is some interesting stuff that I've got from the Exit Planning Institute and also some stuff that I've been doing recently with clients. The first stage of this index is you need to identify what you have right now. Okay. And the quickest way to do that is to do evaluation. Okay. Get some independent viewpoint on exactly what the assets, both the intangible and the tangible assets are providing in your business. Okay, so what have you actually got? The second stage is you need to protect that value. Okay, you need to make sure that you have the right protections around it, systems, processes, all of those sort of things. Because if you have poor foundations, it's impossible to go to the next stage, which is build. I talk about building value from organic methods like marketing and sales, and also from strategic methods like acquisitions. But when you are starting to scale a business, it comes from those strong foundations that you've ring-fenced so that when you do build, you're making the right decisions that are growing the value, not just building things that have the potential to fall and fail because, you know, the structure isn't there, okay? The fourth stage, once you've built, right, is to harvest, okay? If you think about this, when, you know, we go out there and we're, we're... you know, have our farms and our gardens and we we plant the seed and we grow the plant, eventually we want to harvest the fruits of our labor. And it's exactly the same, okay? There's a point in business where you want to harvest both the value you've created from an income perspective, but also the value from potentially an exit, okay? And then once you have harvested that, that value, you want to manage that. And this is what I often call the third stage, of a business owner where they've had their startup, they've had their scale up, they've had their exit, right, as part of that scale up to exit play, and then they've built wealth, 
And then they have to manage that wealth and then they can continue to, to make more wealth or they can go off and make a bigger impact. And it's certainly one of the most valuable, rewarding parts of what I get to do when I work with business owners. So now that you understand that index, identify, protect, build, harvest, manage, five stages of value maturity, let's now talk about valuations. And this is something that, again, not a lot of people get. Because as I mentioned from the outset, people think about valuations purely from the financials, right? And I've spoken about this beforehand. The financial statements are balance sheet and P&L. And you've got to understand that traditional accounting systems are set up or have been set up just to provide regular feedback on those tangible assets, okay? And they were built years ago. They were built years ago before certain opportunities presented themselves, which we now call intangible assets, like the onset of digital, the way you can build communities, the importance of brands, personal brand, business brand. There are so many more intangible assets now that drive business attractiveness that didn't exist when these accounting systems were put in place. Okay. The key thing here is that you need to have strong foundations, right? You need to have strong, uh, tangible assets, right? But they're only going to equate to a small proportion of the value. Okay. And this is the real mind blowing thing that a lot of people don't get. A lot of the corporate finance guys and investment banking guys and brokers and all that, they don't get this. They just look at the financials, right? But that is going to get you a multiple of a certain value. And if it's a small business, that could be, you know, somewhere between one to three times. But if you want to accelerate the value of your business, you need to, you know, effectively increase the value of the intangible assets. Okay, that's going to be the big game changer. And the way to think of this is, if you think about a pure, a pure sort of valuation as simple math, you have a multiple of cash or a multiple of sales, so revenue or profit, and you can control that. But the multiple itself, the percentage, is determined by some things that you only control some of, right? So in any industry, the private capital markets will determine what we call a multiple range, okay? So you have, you know, it might be between four and six times or between 10 and 12 times. And that's determined by what other businesses of a similar size scale within the sector are selling for at any given time. But that range can be reasonably broad sometimes. It can be between sort of three and six. Okay, let's just play with that as an example. So what determines whether you get a three times multiple or a six times multiple, given that the value from the, the, the P&L and the balance sheet is, is already determined, okay? Now, if you've been listening intently, the thing that decides whether you sit at the lower or the higher range of that industry multiple is the value of your intangible assets, okay? Now, this should be light bulb moment. What? You're kidding me. Yes. So you still have to, you know, have a great business financially, but the multiple that's going to get you that acceleration in terms of your wealth is going to come from what you do in the business on the intangibles. Okay? Massive, massive thing to understand. So there are four things you need to focus on in the business. Well, I say in the business in terms of how you structure the whole thing, which effectively drives the value. And they are these are the areas of intangible asset. Okay? So the first one, is human capital. 
So it's the talent you have in the business, it's the experience, it's the management and leadership skills, it's any professional or technical training that's important for your industry, it's any customer or market knowledge. So, you know, even in the e-myth, you know, Michael Gerber talks about you've got to build the best team, right? You've got to have the great people. So the, the better the people you have in the right seats, the more that you are going to drive growth, right? And the more that you are going to drive even income, right? So that's the number one thing. The second thing that you need to focus on, you know, again, we're talking about the intangibles, is the structures, the processes, the systems. So if you've got great people, are they operating processes and structures which drive value? Have you documented those things? Okay. These first two things are actually the the key principles of scale up in any context, right? Great people, great processes and systems, right? But if you have those first two cogs working for you, you then move into the third driver, which is the customers, the quality of your customers, okay? And the ability to be able to have a diversification of your customer base, right? So if you've got great people operating great um, processes, driving great value, you're going to have a better set of customers, okay? You're therefore going to make more money from those customers and you are going to drive more profit, which is driving value, but it's a more sustainable way of doing it, okay? And then the fourth area is what we call social, which is really around the culture, the social connection that happens between the people in the business, between you and your customers, between you and the marketplace, Okay, so to be super clear, the four most important drivers of value from an intangible assets perspective is human, structural, customer, and social. Okay, and once you start to focus on those things, you are going to start to drive the multiple range to the highest it possibly can be in your industry. Now, I'm going to pause there because there's a lot (laughs) that I've covered here. And you're probably thinking, I need to listen to this episode again, Nick, just to understand exactly what you just said. Yes, you do. (laughs) You've got to go back and have a look. What we just did then is almost the opposite of what a lot of people advise, okay? And when I worked in the private equity markets and the private equity firms, yeah, we had the finance guys doing the, the tangible asset calculation. But it was the operating partners like me that would go in there and drive the intangible asset value. And it was that that would increase the multiple. It was that that drove the highest levels of the exit, but it also just produced a fantastic, stunning business. So the key point here today is, should you focus on income or value, right? Well, you need to you need to do both. You can have both, but in order to have both focusing on value and, and making decisions that drive value, are going to be the things that give you what you want. If you just focus on income, if you just focus on the focus on the financials, you may end up with a business that helps you in the short term, but isn't sustainable, isn't exitable, and isn't going to create that transformational event, that capital event for you at some point in the future. So there we have it. Go back and listen again. Enjoy this one. This is a game changer for business owners, and I wanted to put this out there because this one thought, this one idea can change the way that you think about what you're doing in your business today. As I always say, be grateful, be brave, have faith and show up. Bye for now. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Scale Up with Nick Bradley. 
If you enjoy the show just as much as I enjoy creating it for you, then I'd really appreciate you leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And while you're there, why not subscribe to the channel so you never miss a future episode? It really helps me. It helps the show. Plus, it makes it easier for others to access the content that I'm producing week in and week out. And finally, if you want more information about anything you heard in today's show or to find out how you can get more help in scaling up your business and your life, click the link in the show notes now to learn about our coaching, mentoring, and mastermind programs. See you soon.